Passes, rebound taken by Iguodala. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James with the rejection. Irving and Curry, one-on-one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. And the Cavaliers by three. Seven to shoot. Curry fakes the three. Steps back, crossover. Puts up a three. Rebound James with 30 seconds remaining. What a spectacular job by Love. Iguodala to inbound. Shumpert trying to stay with Curry. Catches one dribble, steps back, puts up a three. Won't go. Rebound tip taken by Spades. Final seconds. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Cleveland's long sports nightmare has ended. The drought is over. 52 years. Time to celebrate a title. LeBron, as soon as that buzzer sounded, your emotions let loose. Can you describe what you're feeling right now? I set out a goal two years when I came back to bring a championship to the city. I gave everything that I had. I put my heart, my blood, my sweat, my tears to this game, and against all odds, against all odds, I don't know why we want to take the hardest road. I don't know why the man above gives me the hardest road, but it's nothing the man above don't put you in situations that you can't handle. And I just kept that same positive attitude, like, instead of saying, why me? They're saying this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland, this is for you. Welcome, everybody, and happy Cavs championship anniversary as we record. Three years ago. Three years ago. Still, happy anniversary, everybody. Welcome to episode nine, technically, of the Ordinary Average Cleveland Guys podcast. I say technically because our OBJ week, technically, well, you know, we had to split it into two. Yeah. No, so, no, you're good. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's technically not, it's, it's week, I guess, recording number nine, show 10. I'm just going to say nine. Screw it. Todd, how have you been doing? I've been busy, but doing well. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm just glad at the fact that we finally figured out our all-star game plans. I know, right? That was exciting. <sighs> I'm ready for this. I know. I don't th- I don't know if we really mentioned it on any other show. Maybe we did, but got all-star game tickets. Yes, I know it's only standing room, but I don't care. We're going. It's going to be a fun night. And the ballpark is in the ballpark. Dude, That's that's all I cared. I just wanted to be in the ballpark. Now we just need to make sure that uh, Lindor and Santana get into the game as well as Brad Hand. Oh, Brad Hand, I think. Well, Brad Hand's got to go. Well, right. But there's, sub there's, one, there's sub no, one ERA, 20 saves, he's got to go. There's no guarantee that the closer's actually going to appear in the game. Well, no, but it, but at least if he's... But if, if you he get gets, like Lindor and Santana in there, you more yeah. guarantee that they're going to actually play. True. And so that's what I'm looking at is actually seeing Lindor, our guys Lindor play will in Cleveland. Make, Lindor may not... Lindor's way too back, far back, unfortunately, in all-star voting, which 
is a shocker to me. I There's, don't think it is. He missed the first month fifth? of the season. Okay, but still, like you know, this is all just a popularity contest to a certain point. To a certain point, but, but if I'm, you're if you're say a national, you're in, I'm going to say Cincinnati, but it's not a good city to mention because it's still Ohio. Yeah, but you're in a national league city, and you're you're looking and you're all right, let's vote for American guys. And if you just look at the quick line of his stats, you go, well, that's not an all star. But if you actually look Lindor? at Lindor, if you because he missed a month of the season. Yeah, but I guarantee his stats are a hell. He, he has been hitting the crap. No, out of but the ball. he missed a month of the season. So when you take that quick, uh, that quick glance, yeah. No, I and can if you're not see an that. American League person or anything else like that, yeah, you're not checking that bubble. You're checking whoever. You know what I mean? That's what you're doing. Yeah, I can see that. But it's like that. Santana's at least third. So, oh, oh, sorry. We're watching the Indians game, and let's just say Nick Goody almost took one off the dome. So, holy crap. At least it wasn't his arm. <sighs> Head's worse. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Corey well, Kluber we'll, might beg to disagree. I know. We'll get it. We'll get into that. But yeah. Oh, he almost right over the back. He's lucky he didn't get hit. Wow. Off the bat, right over his throwing arm, and then right over his shoulders. Ooh. Like I said, at least yeah. it wasn't his arm. Yeah. I mean, it was nothing, so it was even better. But <laughs> true. But at least Santana is third for first baseman. So. The way they've redone the all-star game voting, like where now it's about to a point where then it'll be to the top three in each position to yes. vote for your starter. At least Santana's got a shot. Right. No, and And he's been and he's having he's I having got a good a, year. No, he's no, having, he's having I think I think he's having a career year. You know, he likes that ballpark there on uh, Ontario. At the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Absolutely goddamn lootly. Like I think National League was a terrible choice for him. I understand they wanted to pay him, but I think that was a terrible decision. But, you know, they traded for him back. I know you were skeptical. I think I think more just because of money. I think you were skeptical about bringing him back. Well, I th- thought it was good. I think it was good for him to come back. I know you were losing some of your power, your, your power stats, but I I had a feeling he was going to have a better year. And, man, is he. I think this, I think he's having a career average year. Uh, he's definitely home, having a home good year. Home runs, he's up to, you know, he's at 14, which I think, you know, for this part of the season is really good for him. So he may be able to push 30 this year, which I think he did like the one year him and Edwin overlapped like his, his mm-hmm. contract year, essentially he had a, he had a good home run year. Maybe his RBIs will be able to push 85, 90. Yeah. I mean, some, I wasn't hap- disappointed. He's here. Yeah. I think it was, just, the mo- I think it was just a lot of the money and the trades they made. Yeah. Made us worse in my opinion. Yeah. And I still don't think we're better. Yeah. And which, they're having to call up some of these younger guys, but the so younger guys at least are, you know, Mercado's like, like, playing really great. And because I've been editing these these old episodes and finally getting them posted, I fucking called it. I told I told you Mercado was a guy to watch. <laughs> and this was like the beginning and middle of spring training. That Mercado was a guy to watch. He was having a good spring. And look at him. Yeah, he's playing Got great. Got called up and he's playing great. Obviously, he still needs to work on some, uh, you know, sliding into bases. Especially on stolen bases. But, you know... He was just caught stealing. That's why it's being mentioned. Yeah. Well, but hey, at the same time, yesterday he he went on first movement against the lefty and still made it to second because he was able to get around the tag. Yeah, I mean that's that's important. So you know, and shit, you know, this can roll right into kind of the begin, you know, our first topic that Indians are playing a lot better baseball right now. They are playing better. They are playing a lot better baseball and significantly better since we recorded two weeks ago. Yeah, I think at that point. They were still scuffling, but yeah, I think by that end of that weekend, they started figuring it out. 
last week played some really good baseball, and now here in Texas playing some pretty good baseball, and you need to split here against Texas because they're in front of you. And as of right now here recording on Wednesday, they've, they have split the first two games, and Indians are up 8-3 to three in the bottom of the seventh. Yeah, they need to start winning games. They're they're starting to put runs on the board. Yeah, which and you and you the have weather's like starting the to major, warm up. So hopefully, and you they have, can figure it out and stay hot when it gets cool. Yeah, and the one thing that we've been worried about that we were all worried about is the best thing on this team right now. Tyler Naquin bullpen. Tyler Naquin's been hitting. Has been he's, been he's come well. back that's, and he's been hitting pretty well. That's why I said it. He's been playing. He well. has been and playing. he gets a lot of shit. So he really, I gave him shit because he wasn't hitting. Was and I and I even admitted and I even admitted in the beginning of the year he started hitting. Uh, I'm not saying I think, it's, I'm I think not there blaming was, you. I'm I think just there was in general. I think there was one podcast where I'm like Naquin's got to go, and by the next podcast he was hitting like 350 in a two week stretch or something ridiculous like that. And it's like he started hitting, he started figuring it out. Even coming off the DL, he got a little slow start, but he seems to be playing a lot better. Mercado's played well since he came up. Martin, I think, is going to be the next one out. Luplo has been. You know when he when he plays has been hitting pretty well. He he's he's doing his job. Luplo, do you comes just in. keep Luplo up to play against uh, Chicago? <laughs> he just hits well against lefties. He has is, been hitting. Is that we? I mean, that's a plan. We can no, do again, that. Any, just anytime, keep him there and say, "Hey, we're yeah, playing Chicago next like, week. Let's oh, get you in." Oh, Manny Banuelos is about to is starting for Chicago. Oh, hey, Luplo. Yeah, you're definitely playing that day. <laughs> Three homers. We know you haven't played in a month, but you know what? You're playing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, like that? Bowers is still a little more inconsistent. He seems to be hitting a touch better the last like four games. I could pull the Denny Green and say he is who I thought he was. Yeah, I mean that's. But I think Bowers. I much think, when you look I think at ba- it. Bowers may be coming out of it. We'll see. He's got to get past like you know four games. Um, but Kipnis, yes, Kipnis. Yeah, I think same thing. Oh, did he catch that? Yeah, he did. No, I think he. Oh, he did. He did. Double play. They All right, from the outfield, double play from the outfield, fantastic. I think they're going to challenge that, but nothing to challenge. I thought he trapped it, but hey, I'm not complaining. That if that, oh no, he did catch it. Oh, that's luck. He had uh, glove side open up. There's no way oh, to trap. Fantastic. I know. I'm. I know. No one's going to understand what the hell we're looking at, but I still think it's good radio. <laughs> this this isn't a radio. We're, we're not. It's close enough. We're not on radio right now. It's close enough. We're not broadcasting on the airwaves. Interwebs, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Lupul has been playing well. Kipnis, Kipnis has figured out somewhere he is just hitting the shit out of the ball, which makes me happy because he's one of my favorite players on the team. Yeah, and I even told you it's like he needed to hit better, and I know he's still. It's a funny stat. He's still only coming into the game was hitting like two thirteen. They said with runners on base this year, he's hitting over three hundred. Well, we just need to put runners on base. Then that's don't the we? thing, and it's like. He's been starting to hit, like, against righties, he's been hitting cleanup just because of, like, the amount of, like, other guys in the lineup. Today, against a lefty, he's batting sixth. But, he like, he's been hitting he's been hitting it better. And it's, especially, it's like you got a guy like Santana, whose OBP is probably, like, in the 360s or higher. Yep. You got, you know, Lindor's hitting the ball. Mercado's been starting to get on. Santana usually gets on. You put Kipnis fourth. And he's hit, and he hits over three hundred with runners on base. That's all you can ask. That's for. That's all you can ask for. It is. Get the guys on. Kipnis is gonna. Kipnis may actually have a shot to hit in. <laughs> Hopefully, look if they can start averaging say four runs a game. They need, they, yeah. 
then, they need to uh, average more like yeah, like five. I think they're averaging right now like five, five and a half. If if they can run right in that area, yeah, they'll they'll be in a good shape uh, come August. That yeah. month and a half from now, they'll be in a, a good position to uh, hopefully have closed that gap in the division. But even yeah. the wild card, they might be able to put a strangle in that second spot. Yeah, and and you definitely need to. And especially playoffs it's like with, or playoffs, you just have to make it. Yeah. It doesn't really matter where. And especially you get uh, you know, Clevenger's at least made his first start back. Yeah, Clevenger even just made his first start back. Bieber's been pitching a little bit better. Bauer, his last two starts has been pitching extremely well. Finally got his first win in a month and a half. Oh, it was a complete game shutout. Yeah, and even before that, against Cincinnati, went seven and a third, seven and two thirds, one run, no decision. Yeah, which uh, is. Really which, disappointing. Which is tough. When but, you throw in a one-run seven innings and you don't get a decision out of it. But I think he went up against Luis Castillo that day. I mean, he could and have gone Castillo up is like their ace right now. A lot of other pitchers in the league with the way our offense had been playing, yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. So. Yeah. But that's the problem, is that for the first month, month and a half of the season here, you've needed to... Your pitcher could let up one run and you're still looking at a loss. That's yeah. how bad the offense was. Yeah, April, at least, it's like you had your best record in April with Terry Francona, and then they forgot they went ice cold in May. May was just a terrible month. But they also ran a lot of the injuries towards the end of April. Towards the end of April. So, well, Clevenger was out in the first week of April. Right, but so you lost him. That started to add up. You May, lost like May, May the You lost Kluber May the 1st, then Bauer couldn't find anything and lost every start or no decision in May. And... um Jose Ramirez was still cold. Jose, Jose Ramirez is still cold, period. No, he's on a, as we talked yeah. earlier, he's on a six-game streak. Six-game hitting streak. He's starting to come around, hopefully. We hope. Yeah, I know he hit the shit out of the home run last night. But yeah, he just, he needs but to. It was just a perfect storm of everything there. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, we're going to make this quick here for you. <laughs> we're trying to make this quick. I'm a little tired right now, that's yeah. all. What was the other point I wanted? But yeah, please sack. Zach Plesak, because you had to put Jeffrey Rodriguez on the DL. Zach Plesak. Yeah, another pitcher injury. Yeah, Zach Plesak has come up, who started the season in double-A and made, what, three, maybe four starts for Columbus? Well, that's the thing. This double-A, triple-A thing at this point, it really doesn't matter where you're at. You have guys who you could come straight up from double-A to to the majors, depending on situations and and everything else. So. Generally speaking, you're right though. Double A is not where you're looking for your guys. Yeah, you want them in that but triple it's like, A. But like this, but, yeah. but anymore, you could be a double A player and be on the forty man. Yeah. and say, hey, you know what? I could get called up in two weeks, but I'm in double A. Right. Whereas, you know, maybe twenty years ago, if you were in double A, you weren't going to get that call up for another season, two seasons, because you weren't in triple A. You didn't have that triple A experience. No, that's very true. And so it's just, it seems, I could be wrong. It just seems to me like there's been a shift where they're a little more forgiving on certain things and they're going to put players where they need them to play more than they do at a certain talent level that they play against. Not that double A players are bad and triple A players are good. They're all good. They're major league players. It's just a matter of where they are within that major league system as in actual majors or minors. Right. And so... But I don't even think they were really looking at him to be even an option this year. Probably not. And all of a sudden, he just... But you had all the injuries. Yeah. yeah. I mean, essentially, your whole pitching staff looked like it was injured at one point. Yeah. I was Well, yeah, because even before, it's like... And honestly, Cody Anderson had another procedure. So he's he's down for another few weeks to a month or so. Pletko was injured. 
Flutko started the season injured, but he Danny Salazar doesn't pitch is, anymore. He's still somewhere lost in Arizona with Bradley Zimmer. We don't even have to get into those guys right now. Well, but Zimmer wasn't due back until till July. Yeah, but he yeah, but he keeps having setbacks now. No, but I just I mean for Zimmer's sake, you know there there was not an expectation yeah. that he'd be here right now. Yeah, Salazar's a little different. It they just like can't. Fi- they just can't figure him out. And Salazar, so it's unfortunate because out. man, he looked like before he got injured, like he was going to be the next the next ace essentially. Well, because he he made the All Star team in was that the beginning of sixteen? It was sixteen because beginning he got of 16. injured going into the playoffs. Yeah, and then he in that August. Yeah, because he got hurt, and then Carrasco got hurt in September. Yes, that's why you had <laughs> three starting pitchers essentially. I mean, that's why you had a bullpen game in the ALCS. Yeah, well, ended up, you ended up well, not needing it, but well, that was a thought process. Well, let's be honest. You only had that for the fact that someone was playing with some toys. Well, no, but you thought when you were bringing Ryan Merritt up that that was going to possibly become a bullpen game, and it ended up not. He ended up pitching really well. Yeah, when when he it ended up being the other way around with Bauer. Yeah, not yeah for that able to control a, for the bleeding. for that cha- for the pennant clinching game. Yeah, Merritt went like four and two thirds. But you th- that was one of those ones where all you needed, all you were looking for was two innings out of him, maybe three, just to kind of push you out a little bit. And he pitched well enough that you're able to run him for almost five full innings. That's very true. Well, more than what you thought you were going to get. He's a starting of. pitcher. I don't understand. He's your starting pitcher. You know, obviously started in, in like Columbus, and you knew he was pitching well. Why weren't you just fucking running with it? Who? Merritt. When it, I know we're jumping back like three years, but man, yeah, that's, and that's I don't still know one, why he never got more that's still time what I never in the majors, especially being a lefty. It would have balanced out the rotation nicely, but oh, you yeah. know, whatever. And especially with out. how well he pitched there, I would have given him a start in the World Series to try to stretch everybody out, you know, yeah, where you weren't burning everybody out. But you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, that's history. It's like I'm just, I'm just happy this team is playing a lot better. You get Clevenger, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, he can still make his la- his next start because you know we twisted his ankle coming off the mound to try to cover first on a play. Well, you know, worst case, he misses one because well, or he gets pushed back a day or something. That's not a big deal. But if he has to go to the IL, then it's a little more frustrating. Yeah. So if he can last and say, you know, drops it back a day or two days off his start. Then we're fine. Yeah, that's I, that's not a major. I honestly haven't checked. Like I haven't checked because he was supposed to. Pl- he was playing catch with Bauer that like earlier today, and they had the trainer out there. So I honestly, I honestly haven't seen what. Yeah, I mean, the Indians have been playing great, but unfortunately, so is Minnesota. I know, but it, they've but been lights out. They have been lights out, but they at least. Well, I can't say at least. They've had a couple injuries here. I mean, you can say at least we're never rooting for people to get injured, but, but it's like it's, but it's like it's it's happened to us so much this beginning of the year. Now they're starting to get it. So can we catch up while they have to struggle through some adversity as far as the health of their players? That's very true. Like never never wanting any of their players to be injured. I'd rather their players just play bad. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like they they're they've uh they've lost a couple of their pitcher or a couple of their better hitters. Buxton had been hitting. And he give you know he's their starting center fielder gives you speed gives you stolen bases, and Marwin Gonzalez was starting to hit the ball a lot better, so now he goes down. And Rosario has cooled down over the last week or so. Yeah, I don't think that's going to stay. I think he's a star, but I just like I'm just kind of hoping that uh, just hoping some of their starting pitching starts to scuffle, just start giving up runs. That'd be well, nice. Especially Odorizzi. Odorizzi has had like a career year to start as well. Well, he had a really good year two years ago when they made the uh, playoffs. I don't, but I don't think he was pitching for Minnesota then, wasn't he? Because I know Odorizzi for a long time was pitching for uh, Tampa, 
So, oh good. Clevenger in line for next start despite sore ankle. So Clevenger looks like he should be fine. You know, obviously we'll see how things go just to be safe, but... It might have been a Tampa year. Wouldn't, they, uh, wouldn't the Twins make the uh, playoffs? Was it 17? Yeah, he was at Tampa that year. So you're right. Yeah, I think this is only... Who was, who was their ace that year? Who? Minnesota's. Somebody. But, yeah, so, I mean... Barri- was Barrios? Yeah, Barrios. Yeah. He's been okay. He has been. This year, This year, just Odorizzi's been lights out. At least we've we've only played them six games. Well, they're, they're down seven uh, four right now to Boston, so that's good. Fuck yeah! Ah, uh, we've only played. Yeah, they said Minnesota. We've played only six. Kansas City. We've only played three. Detroit. I think we're now up to nine, eight or nine. So we got seven more with Detroit. Sixteen, right? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. We have played like Chicago, like. 12 or <laughs> 20 times 12 or 13 already but we have a I think we have but I think we have a winning record against Detroit losing record against the White Sox I think Kansas City I don't remember and we and we are currently at a split with Minnesota and Minnesota you we play a shit ton we in July August September well, so, and mean, we and they are the first 3 games out of the All-Star break here at home so you could really close that gap especially if they're still leading if if you I start think, beating them you got thirteen games against Minnesota. Ten and three? Is that where you have to go? I think you got you cannot go worse than nine and four. Okay. If you yeah. go eight and five, that's only three games. Eight and yeah. five, you only make up three games. Yeah, and you get the five from uh, nine and four. Yeah. And if you're, and you're five right back, now, you're, you're right now tied. ten you're right now ten games out. You're right now ten games behind Minnesota. So you could close the gap. If you go nine and four, that's five games. Okay, now you just gotta hope you can f- you find five other games. And you the should season. be able to pick up five other games if you're playing that well. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And there was a stat I saw because what are we're like thirty eight and thirty four. We gotta f- we gotta find a way to win fifty two games the rest of the way out to get to ninety. And the way this division is going, ninety is not gonna win you the division. It's gotta be higher. I mean, the way they've been playing, that 88 that I projected was going to be uh, tough to get to. So, yeah, yeah, they're going to have to go on a they're going to have to go on a hot string. Like, say, a 21 game win streak. Fuck, they need like 24. Maybe the uh, Windows will do another uh, promotion. <laughs> if they do, I should tell my parents. I think they <laughs> no, I think they tried to. Uh, was that was that Window Nation or was that Universal Windows Direct? I don't remember which one. Whichever one it was, my parents did at least get their two free windows. Nice. Yeah. I think they actually did try to double up on it the following year, where then I think that because they won the 15, they won the 20-some-odd. Right. Where it's like, oh, hey, if they get to 15 wins, you get the free windows. I think the next year they went to, like, 16. Oh, okay. Obviously they didn't. I think right. they got to, like, 11 that year because that was it's, 17. It's I a think. good promo. I like it. Oh, I thought it was great. I'm like, holy – like, once they got to 10, I'm like, holy crap, we're actually getting close. And, you know, even for a couple windows, like, they're they're not cheap. No, windows are expensive. Windows are expensive. And thank God, my like, my parent, you know, my parents had to go drive down to the place, and they got their rebate. That's awesome. Which was fucking great. But so, even then, but it's like, Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota's, Minnesota can't be, pl- I don't think we'll play this hot all year. But I think you just got to find, this could be the beginning of a stretch where they're going to cool down. You need to take advantage of this stretch. So the, the big conversation question, I guess, is do you trade Trevor Bauer? No. For hitters? No. Knowing so that you, knowing that you have so. all these arms in the in the I minors. don't think so because you still don't know when Kluber's getting back. He's finally he's been cleared for strength training. Well, say you you do fall off and you're 15 games back, seven games out of the wild card come July 20th. 
If if somehow something you, like that, if you, 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 fall you that say far, we're out. We're if not you fall it. that far that far off the pace, then yes, I will think I will highly consider it as long as you are getting something good. Obviously, I mean to me, if we're still in contention, I'm not making that trade. No, but no, if no, we're no. out, it's got to be something to consider, right? Yeah, I think if you are out of the pl- if you look like you are you don't have a shot in the world. Yeah, I think you got to think about pulling that trigger. Do you send him to New York for Clint Frazier and other players? Clint Frazier and Gio Urshela? <laughs> Not which, Gio, which, but... He, which, can we talk about, go back to the All-Star talk here for a second, how he is second in third baseman voting? <laughs> Giovanni Urshela is second in third baseman voting. It's only because uh, Andy Jarrett's injured. Hell, how you know what? fuck is a part-time goddamn player? Okay. It's New York. They've done then that there's a few no times. reason why Lind why Lindor should no, be. No, 100. percent They've done it a few times though. They stuffed the ballots yeah, there. Yeah, I know. But um, what about Andrew Frazier and somebody else? If you're out of it, you might as well uh, lock up some spots. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to give up uh, Miguel Andujar. Probably not. But you never know. Clint Clint Frazier. Yeah. You're going to need somebody big to go along with Clint Frazier for Trevor Bauer. But yeah, I don't think you're going to trade Trevor Bauer in the American. Honestly, I think if you're trading. No, Trevor if he's Bauer, trading, he's got to go national. You got to go send him to the fucking National League. And so, there's, I don't know the National League prospect system that well, so. <laughs> Son of the Colorado. But I don't think Colorado has any good. I got to check the, I don't think they have any good, pro, I don't know who their prospects. But I was going to say. You going to um, do an NBA, a three-team trade? Hey, they, hey, how do you think we got we got Santana back and we sent Yandy to Tampa? That was a no, three-team no, trade. I know, I know. It's just you don't hear about a whole lot of no, baseball. I, no, you're, as no you, you, do really, you really don't. Um Hell, maybe they'll send us Charlie Blackman. <laughs> yeah, right. You're dreaming now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, hey, a guy can dream, right? But, yeah, so, I mean, I know that's one of the, the big conversation points for him. And for me, I, I wouldn't trade him unless you're out. If you're definitively out, then yeah. you say this year's done. Let's let's look at next year. Yeah, definitely. What are your thoughts on bringing up uh, Bobby Bradley? Bobby Bradley needs to get up here. See, I'm a little torn on it. He is hitting. He is he is not mashing, hitting lights out. He is mashing the ball. When he hits the ball, he's hitting it lights out. He's striking out thirty five percent of the time, and still has about twenty home runs. Right. You know who fucking does that or did that? Jim Tomey. <laughs> if he's hitting the home, if he okay, I don't, if he's hitting okay, I'll I gotta go see back his average. I, I don't think Jim Tomey struck out thirty five percent of the time. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not looking. I'm gonna look up Bobby Bradley's just general stats because. I want to see what his average is. Okay, in the minors this year, two eighty-seven. He is hitting fucking two eighty-seven. Yeah, no, it's a good number. I'm not saying that. With twenty-two home runs, two eighty-seven, twenty-two home runs, fifty-two RBI. That is a bat you need up here. But then here's here's the thing, because he plays first. Yeah, so Jim Tomey struck out less than twenty-five percent of the time. I'll take thirty-five percent if he's hitting two eighty-seven, twenty-two home runs and fifty some odd RBIs. I know Mercado's doing it. I know Lindor did it. I know other guys do it. But generally, you don't come up and hit at a, at a better rate than you did in the minors. I know. And generally, major league pitching is better. So if you're striking out thirty-five percent of the time, you got to anticipate he's going to strike out forty percent of the time. And I get an out and out and out. Grab your can- grab your calculator. But when you have guys. That are out there on base, a strikeout is worse than an out. Yeah. Because now you're not having the chance to move. You're not setting them up for anything. All right, I got my calculator up. All right. No, that is about 33%. 88 over 247. Uh, 35.6. That is 35% shit. Who, who's that? 
Bradley. I, I know. I looked it up earlier today. I prepared. Just so I can talk I know, about he, how he strikes out too much because I thought we'd talk about it. Well, it, if you look at if you look at his other he's he's having a little bit more maybe of an aggressive year. If you look at his other years, it's around twenty five ish percent. And I know he's hitting the ball more, and he's hitting it harder this year than he has before. So I'm sure some of that factors into it. But it just it feels like one of those things where he's going to come up and he's going to have maybe a good week or two, and then pitchers are going to be able to watch him a little bit and they go, oh, he he can't hit this pitch and this pitch, and they're just going to whiff him all day long. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? He could come up and be the next Aaron Judge and just mash the ball and strike out every time. Because that's I'm what okay with that. That's what he was like it's, his first year. It seemed like, especially if he's especially no, I mean, Bobby Bradley. If you're hitting two ninety. It seemed like Aaron Judge either struck out well, or hit a home run. Oh yeah, his first year. Yeah, but I don't think Aaron Judge ever got near three, got that close to three hundred. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, no, is I, that that you could bring him up, and, and you're right, you could have that. But at yeah. that point, for me, I'm fine. Let's just wait until the All Star break then, and then bring him up afterwards. Give him some more time. Let him work on his. No, I no, I let him work on it. To I, me, there's I'm, not a rush. Let's let's give it some time. Yeah, then. I think you're right, but because of how often he strikes out, I just don't think it makes sense. Yeah. I don't. I don't care about service time. I don't care about no. anything else. To me, it's why are you going to bring a guy up who's not going to help the lineup when the lineup is already struggling so much to get hits? Yeah, it's nice to have a power guy, but power guys are really good when you're able to get guys on base when they're able to put the ball into play. True. If if everybody in front of you strikes out and you hit a home run once every fourth game, I mean that's awesome. You're going to have a really good home run total, but you're not really helping the team a whole lot. Yeah, and let's be honest, he's actually having. A career year hitting. That, so that does that does not. Well, that wasn't. Um, I don't know if that's independent or at least a rookie ball. But he could come up and he could dominate. You, you're right. He could he could hit. You know, two seventy five, and you know, end up with thirty homers or something because of how hard he hits the ball. And that'd be great. I just I'm not feeling it right now. Yeah, because th- right now this year average wise is a bit of an anomaly. I mean, he's not the next Vlad Guerrero. No, and I don't. Expect him to be. No, and I'm not saying you do, but I'm just saying, like, that's somebody who's playing well down there, but look at his average up here. He's still playing well, but he's not hitting 400. That's true. And he was hitting damn near 400 down in AAA. Yeah. So he's arguably the best prospect since well, at least a couple of years, right? Yeah. So that kind of thing. You know, I mean, now you have a guy who does not hit very well, and you're saying, we're going to bring you up. You strike out one-third of the time. More than one third of the time. Yeah, but at least he's you know, you know who else is doing that up here? Leonis Martin. But he's also not hitting the ball. Yeah, no. Where I think we by, should probably move on from Leonis. Which is which is where you move on from him. You shift Bowers to play left more. You bring up Bradley, who can then be your first base platoon DH with Santana. Yeah, but at yeah. least then if no, you, you can, can get him hitting two forty, two fifty. Yeah, okay, he'll strike out, but if you can get him hitting 240, 250, that's already a plus. That's already 40 point, forty plus points better Yeah. than Martin's hitting. No, definitely. It's just And that's what I think you need to I think that's to I me there's, that's there's something no, you need to look at. There's no rush. No, because I, I my concern is is that he's gonna get in the majors and he's not gonna be able to figure out the pitching as much because of how often he strikes out down there. Yeah. It's one thing know, it's one thing what? to hit two forty and just to strike out 10% of the time. Well, that sucks, but you're putting the ball in play. It's another yeah. thing to say, hey, I hit 240, but I'm striking out 40% of the time, 36% of the time. Yeah, but you right. Know, and but so like you, I said, right now, not I, seeing pitches. Yeah, but I think right now it's better than what you got. Yeah, no, you, I mean. It's right now kind of better than what right now what you got because you can put Mercado in center. He's got the speed. He can cover the yeah. field. And honestly, 
let's say you bring up Bradley post All Star break, and he does start, and he scuffles, and pretty much pulls Leon a Leonis Martin. Maybe he'll hit a few more homers, but he's only hitting like two fifteen, two twenty, and striking out thirty five percent of the time. Maybe by that point, though, Bradley Zimmer is actually ready to go. Because then that puts Zim- that puts Bowers back at first. You're right. Yep. Can put Bowers back at first, and there's your outfield. And Bobby can go back down and, and, and work just on. Work, just keep working. Yep. At least you got a you got and a taste of the majors. He's only 23. Yeah. It's like so at he's least got time. He's oh. still young. Oh yeah. But it's just it's one of those where to me there, there's no point in rushing the guy up when it seems like he's having issues identifying pitches. Yeah. But it's like I mean, at least he's got. If he gets the ball, it seems like he's he's mashing it. Yeah. But the problem it seems to be is he getting a hold of is the he, ball? Can he I, find I'd the have pitch? To, I'd have to like find video and watch it. Is right? He, is he almost like the Pedro Serrano? It's <laughs> hey, it's like okay, we'll try to blow a fastball by him. He's gonna, I'm gonna, he's gonna crush it. You know, 400 feet. But then do you throw him the curveball and he can't fucking find it? Right. And that's where it's. But the same thing, like with the Naquin thing. Yeah. You know. Na- yeah. Naquin can't. You, you throw that high fastball, he can't fucking touch it. He's going to swing at it, though, and he's going to exactly. strike out. Exactly. And that's where it's is, – is Bradley going to be a similar thing where he's going to come up – or like Bowers last year. Bowers last year in Tampa had a really good two or three weeks. Yeah. And then he was garbage the rest of the year. Is it going to be a similar thing where he's going to come up, he's going to pitch well, and all the pitchers around the league are like, oh, well, this is all we have to do, throw to him, and he's not going to be able to touch us. Right. And then he's going to, he's going to struggle through, and then – that's great. He's up here, but you're going to lose a lot of confidence, everything else, and you're not going to have a chance to actually work on identifying these pitches and hitting them because you're you're doing a major league pennant race, um, a wild card race, everything else, and it's just it's going to change it for you. There goes a lot of that development chance you had if you're keeping him down, where you could then bring him up a little bit later, and hopefully he's got it. But you could yeah. bring him now, and he might have it too. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I mean, look, the Yankees brought up Aaron Judge, and he was like their twentieth best prospect at the time. Yeah, but you knew he could hit the shit out of him. Well, but that's what I mean. But Bobby so, Bradley's so, a lot higher, <laughs> at least but, at least for the Indians, he's but the, a lot higher. That's what I'm saying, though. So the prospect ranking doesn't matter a whole lot. Yeah, you can bring a guy who can hit the ball, and he might he might work out just fine and, and hit the ball. Yeah. So his strikeout rate might not matter when you bring him up, or you might bring him up and he he really can't find a inside slider, and you just start throwing him inside sliders and yeah. Yeah, that strike rate's going to put you know balloon. So yeah, it's that's true. it's that's very true. It's tough. I mean, I guess I'm more the fan of leaving him down just because of how often he strikes out. But I definitely see the case for bringing him up and let's see where we can go. But I think that's going to be the one big. As much as I you know I I see your thinking into waiting to the All Star break. It sets a good point for me at least. Then yeah, it's, you're, it you're sets coming a good back point out, because right now you're starting to play some good baseball. And but the breaks here in Cleveland. Yeah, you're literally here. Yeah, and he's it's down like in your Columbus. Two, your two, yeah, and even like your two games, your well, even the two games before the All Star break, you're in Cincinnati. So I mean, it's a good chance then I think to get him up. It, it makes a good transition for him. You can get him up in the clubhouse. He's with the guys. Yeah, you know, it's it's bullpen gonna, sessions, things like that. You could have him be part of a live brat, batting practice, something like that, with yeah. some of the pitchers coming back. It's, a lot of chance to work on yeah. stuff, and I think that's the perfect time. Then, if you're going to bring him up, to yeah, bring it's him gonna, up it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because you're going to get Kluber back, and you're going to hope that he's back in form. Well, I guess when are you getting Kluber back? That is going to be another question. Like we like we mentioned earlier, he's at least been cleared for strength tra- strength training, but I don't know when that means. You're probably still looking at August, which, which fine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that it's you know especially if you're still playing good baseball. 
fine. And then especially if you can get back to Kluber-esque, great. But depending on what this offense is doing, you may need to think about bringing Bradley up sooner. Yeah, I mean, if they go back to what they were mid-May and can't hit the ball again. Yeah, if they start scuffling again. Then, yeah, you know what? Change it up, things like that. I think Leonis Martin, his time to me ends at the All-Star break because you bring Bradley up. Yeah. But if you're hitting well, you're playing decent, there's no need to rush it. Let's say, hey, let's work on this, let's work on that. You have a month to do it. We want to bring you up. And it sucks because because, uh, Martin has been hit, at least hit well against Detroit. It seems like he plays well against Detroit, but then not so much anywhere else. So there's, you know, there's a lot of question marks. There's still a lot of question marks, obviously, with Jose Ramirez still scuffling, you know, still hitting, what, like 207. Somewhere in there, yeah. 204. Right there, 204. Even even with this, you know, little hitting streak, he's only he's only got one hit in each game. It says three for 13 so far in the series with this, currently with this at-bat going on. Yeah, in his six-game hitting streak, his first game he went two for something and the rest is one hit. Yeah, so... But you know what? If if he's hitting a little the bit ball, of some, at least some. Hey, even you go one for four, that's going to slowly drive the average up. I mean, that's a, a two fifty that'll eventually get you up there to uh, two thir- two twenty somewhere. I mean, yeah. Well, and he's, he just struck out to end to end the top of the ninth, so he's one for five on the. You can tell he's not happy. No, that was it. Was, it was a strike, but it was a high strike. He's like he's got to find it. He's gotta fucking find it. I mean, he was. I think so that's all. I think the, the last the few only, years. That's the only way you're gonna sit there and make. I think make any sort of run at Minnesota. He's got. He's got to find it. Well, if if he gets back and he ends the season at 270, imagine what he's hit in the last half of the year. Then I th- I think he's he's got to find it. I think he's got to find it leading into the All Star break. I think the I think the ten games leading into the All Star break, he's got to be hitting over. He's got to be hitting over 300 in those ten games. Yeah. And then he's got to figure out how to roll it coming out of the All-Star break because, like we said, you are playing all those games against Minnesota and interdivision in general. We, I think, have a fairly soft schedule on the back half of the year. Which is good. Yeah, because especially with because the, oh. I know we got to play Tampa. I know we still got to play Tampa. We still got to play New York again. We still got to play Boston again. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like you already played all of them once. You're done, you know, and you, and you did pretty well again. Well, not Tampa. You play pretty well against Boston and the Yankees. You got to play them. You still got to play a ton against Minnesota, but you still got a ton against Kansas City. You still have a good chunk against Detroit. Hopefully, you'll have figured things out where maybe you can actually beat the shit out of Chicago, or at least nice. go like four and two in the last, you know, those last few. That'd be really nice. But you got, you know, you gotta, you gotta play these. You gotta, you gotta figure it out. You just gotta figure it out. It's time. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, like I did not expect the season to be going like this, where you're gonna be you're ten games out. You're ten. You're ten games out, but no one expected Minnesota to be this good. I thought that I thought we were gonna be close. I I told most people I thought maybe Indians would have like a three, maybe about a three game lead a majority of the year until September. And then open it up. Then I got yeah, you. yeah. But well, maybe we can go the other way and close it down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you have to, right? Maybe There's this no... is, maybe this is something they need. Maybe maybe to make a run in the playoffs, you gotta you gotta ha- you gotta face this adversity. You gotta you gotta fight. You gotta crawl. You gotta climb. You know. Yeah, it might help instead of just uh, being a seeing eye breeze through it. Yeah, because it kind of happened last year where they weren't hitting. They kind of blew through the season. Had no had really Minnesota not really chasing them that well. Well, ten four. So 
Ten four. Yeah. Oh god damn it! Thanks for the alert. That's the only bad thing about streaming TV. It's, it's thirty seconds right there. I mean, that's all. Yeah, but god damn it! How is a guy like fucking Adam Simber giving up home runs? Well, and honestly, that was not. It. Honestly, that was wasn't. A, that was not a terrible pitch. Actually, that was down and away. No, no, it was a good pitch. The guy, uh, he just got a hold of it. He did, but still, like Simber, you got to get those pitches even more down. Yeah, that was a little down and away. Maybe not, just not down enough. But yeah, you got Danny Santana hit the shit out of a ball on Monday. Now he's hit the shit out of another one. But uh, yeah, so moving on. <laughs> and I think finally moving on, I briefly just wanted to talk about, at least kind of going back to the All-Star game, uh, they really haven't mentioned the softball, the celebrity softball participants besides the Miz because he is also the defending MVP of the game. <laughs> but I kind of like, I'm very curious at the new at the concept for the year. Okay. Cleveland versus the world. Well, isn't that how it is every year? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. being the third year uh-huh. anniversary, it seemed like a perfect... Uh-huh. Uh, Insert Kawhi Leonard laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, like the, for the softball game, it's supposed to be like Cleveland celebrities versus the rest of the world. You know. Yeah. How do they determine Cleveland celebrities? Uh well, you got the Miz. He's from around here. Uh there were some. It's like, oh crap, who who they thought could make it? Potentially Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. Which I could see. Yeah. Stepe, I, mean, I think was one. He should be in. That's a good one. I expect a Browns player. Man, maybe you get me. I wonder. Oh God, no! Don't put Baker. I don't want to get Travis Landry. He just held a. Uh, I know he just held. I know he just held his celebrity. His celebrity. So game. he'd be a good fit, right? He would, but at the same time, don't want to get any of these guys hurt right before training camp. <laughs> I don't want to risk that. There were there were a few they mentioned where I'm like, yeah, that's that would be. What about fun. like a uh, Jay Crawford? I think Jay Crawford. Will... <laughs> With ESPN hosting that. You know, showing that game, I don't know if you'll see Jay Crawford in there. I don't I, think I ESPN agree. has a say. Uh, that's true. I think it could be all that's on That's a baseball. Major League Baseball say, not an ESPN say. Yeah, they can't say who's a Cleveland celebrity and who's not. Jay Crawford I'd like to see there. Um, He's a Clevelander. Oh, so, oh, I think they said Channing Fry would be. That's a good just, choice. Channing Fry I'd, I'd have some, would be fun. They I said, like it. They said just don't put him at pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'll be I'll be very curious. I was, you know, once they announce who's going to be a part of it, because I, you know, it'll be very interesting to see who the Cleveland celebrities. Will you, be. I haven't gotten my call yet, so I'm still waiting. I know for we're it, still but... waiting for our call. You know, waiting for. Hey, we'll play. We're good. I'll bunt. <laughs> but I'm I'm expecting maybe Joe Thomas, maybe Hawk as well. You know, get okay. Tomahawk I there. I can see them. Which maybe I think I think it'd be kind of cool. But I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who else Cleveland wise you could really get in here. Maybe Black Keys if they if they were athletic enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, that'll be interesting. But another thing, which I don't know if they do this every year, where you know, where they where they bring in like let's say former players of the team that's hosting. Yeah, to, like, I host. saw that. I don't know if that's a normal thing or if just part of the new format. I don't know if it is, but they announced that uh, Jim Tomey and Dennis Martinez will be managing the All Star Futures teams. Where this is the first year, for, or at least the first time in the last 20 years, where it, it will be AL versus NL format. And they went back down to seven innings. Okay. So That's da- fine. Down to a seven inning game. And the last 20 years has been US versus the world. Right. I like but the this AL, year they NL. got AL, NL. Yeah. 
which I which I do like. And I was going through the manager and coaches, and there's a lot of familiar names, and that's why I, I just thought you know. Do, be do kinda, you have them up? Yes, I do. All right, let's hear them. Uh, AL Futures team manager and coaches manager Jim Tomey. You know that name sounds familiar. Yeah, just a little bit. His bullpen coach. Yes. Dave Burba. Yes. Appar- apparently he's uh. You know he he's been doing some uh his some coaching, uh hitting coach, Sean Casey. Okay, okay. You know he, Sean Casey. It says you know MLB Network analyst, three time All Star, twelve MLB seasons, yeah. three hundred two career hitter. That's surprising. I did not. Think I did he was not realize good. Sean Sean Casey was a three hundred two career yeah, hitter. Yeah, no, that that's definitely a catch me wow. off guard. Wow. Um, I don't know if this name is right, but it says ever. Magalanis, or I'm probably not even pronouncing that right, is the third base coach. Uh, says manager Arizona League White Sox and Chicago White Sox Arizona rookie. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Arizona League White Sox, the Chicago White Sox Arizona League rookie league affiliate. Okay. Okay. All right. First Bench. base coach. Um, I'll get there. Pitching coach. Uh, I'll get there. Okay. Bench coach. Yes. Take a wild guess. It's Jim Tomey. Take a wild guess. Who who was the be- who was the the hitting coach or bench coach here forever that then followed him to Philly? Oh man, I, I don't know. Charlie Manuel. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Manager. I, I was trying to think of a player that like moved around and was a coach and uh, yeah. Okay, Char- Charlie Manuel. Okay, Indians manager to. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Uh pitching coach Juan Nieves. I don't know. Uh, okay. Toledo Mudhead. Uh, apparently, he's the pitching coach for the Toledo Mudheads. I think he had a semi-decent career. Okay. Uh, first base coach. A name I have not heard in a while. Nick Punto. And I was going to guess Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nick Punto I have not heard in a while. Okay. And then they just mentioned a trainer, uh, Andrew Pipkin, who is the minor league medical coordinator for for Cleveland. Nice. NL Futures team and manager and coaches. Some interesting names here as well. Dennis Martinez managing. Now, how did he end up being the National League manager? Uh, probably because he he didn't have a really good career for the Montreal Expos. No, no, I'm not. But it just I think he spent a majority of his career in the National. Okay, League. okay, that's probably why. And that's, it, and honestly, this is is probably a coin flip. Honestly, right? Because um, Tommy spent a really long portion of his career in the National League, too. Yeah, but he spent a majority of his career in the American League, if you think about it. And between, he's between, between Indian Hall of Famer, the, so more the, importantly. And Baseball Hall of Famer. Between, but, but yeah, he went into the baseball. Indians. Yeah, he went in as Which an is, Indian. Yeah. yeah. But he spent, you know, between that, the White Sox, and Minnesota, mm-hmm. majority of his career is in the American League. Um, hitting coach, Carlos Baerga. Oh, nice. That was, very, that was a fun one to see. Oh, and here, another name you have not really heard much of is his first base coach alvaro espinoza i feel like that name sounds familiar why are you joking why does it sound familiar are you joking no i'm a little tired so he played for the 95 indians okay i knew it sounded familiar yeah he pl- he played it for the 95 indians and apparently okay byerga you know byerga just hangs around it says espinoza is the manager of the arizona league giants orange the you know San Francisco Arizona rookie league affiliate. Nice. Okay. Um, his bench coach uh, Jerry Manuel, who I believe coached the White Sox, was manager of the White Sox for a few years. Okay. Charlie um, Manuel relative or no? No. Okay. No. Where Charlie Manuel for no Jerry Manuel is 
more Hispanic. Well, if manual and manual, so you never. Yeah, it's yeah, same thing. But yeah. Oh, by the way, Indians won ten to four. It popped up while I'm reading all these. Uh oh, pitching coach. I was very happy about this one. You want to take a stab? Form. Let's say former Indian pitcher. Earl Hershiser. No. Jose Mesa. No. John Racker. No. Let's Am I getting closer or farther re- away? Farther away. Let's be realistic here. Okay. Uh, Charles Nagy. Yep. Three-time All-Star, 14 seasons, 120. I am surprised. For 14 years, only 129 career wins. Oh, let's be honest here. Earl Hershiser was not a bad guess. No, that was not. Especially on the NL side. That's very true. I will give you that one. No, but as you started going John Rocker, like, come on, dude. <laughs> okay, Rocker was a joke. Yeah. Guess. But let's be honest here. He did play really well in Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta, and then he fucking left Atlanta. It was garbage. And he was crazy. And he was, yeah, he he was, was a fucking insane. nut job. Probably right up there with Jose Canseco. Bull, uh, bullpen coach Ruben Niebla, uh, minor league pitching coordinator for Cleveland. Okay. Uh, trainer Chuck Bauman, I guess is his name, head minor league athletic training. Minor league athletic training performance coordinator for just in Chicago. <laughs> um. Could be any Chicago, we'll guess. But uh, third base coach. Sounds good. Chicago, uh, Illinois, or Chicago somewhere else. Well, it doesn't specify like White Sox or Cubs. Maybe they share. I'm thinking by, the, be really I'm thinking by the way that they put this, I'm going to say probably Cubs. The Cubs. I'm going to say Cubs because White Sox, they put CWS. And it's National League side, so. Probably. Yeah. Uh, third base coach. Current manager of the Birmingham Barons, the Chicago White Sox AA Southern League affiliate. Cleveland favorite. You're not even going to take a guess. Give me a hint. Close me in a little bit. Played here for a while. <laughs> in the, mostly in the 90s and into early 2000s. David Justice. No. Manny Ramirez. No. Again, be realistic. Uh, Marquise Grissom? Most people fashion their defensive game after him. Omer Vizquel? Yeah. Okay. You could have said infielder. I mean, no, I wanted to make it more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just picking the most obscure people: David they, Justice and Marquise Grissom. Those are both really good guesses. I don't think Justice played it really into the early 2000s here. It was the late 90s. I said late 90s into early 2000s. Yeah, so I, I you know, you got to throw it out there. You never know. Justice was gone by, by I think 2000. That's early 2000s. Yeah, but that's not, like, really into. Shut up. Quit being so goddamn technical. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Marquise Grissom wasn't on the 2000 team. No, or the 99 team. No, no, Marquise Grissom was gone, I think, after, like, 98. Yeah. <sighs> Probably traded him away in 98. But, yeah, I was, like, I, I was looking through those. I'm like, that's, like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, David Justice was uh, traded to the Yankees in 2000. He played 146 games with us. Wait, we traded him to the Yankees? Yeah, he Didn't played. Did we six... get him from the Yankees? No, we no, got we... him from Atlanta. We did get him from Atlanta. We traded uh, Kenny oh, Lofton. We... Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, that was Atlanta. Yeah, that yeah. was it. So we he traded... played 68 games with us that year. Did it say who we got from with... the Yankees? I forget who we got from the Yankees. Uh, I don't know. How do I look up who you got in a trade 20 years ago? Wikipedia, maybe. <laughs> we traded. Uh... For Zach Day, Ricky Lede, and oh. Jake Westbrook. Oh, we got Westbrook out of him. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Ricky Lede. And then he was traded uh, in 2001 offseason, so December, to the Mets for Robin Ventura. 
Seven days later, the Mets traded David Justice to the Athletics for Mark Guthrie and Tyler Yates. And mon- and the Moneyball year was his last year in baseball. And we traded uh, in March of '97, um, Marquise Grissom and uh, or no, we traded for Marquise Grissom and David Justice, and we got Alan Embry and Kenny Lofton, or we gave away Embry and Lofton. Wow, if you think about that, that was almost a fucking steal. Yeah, I mean, except for the the Lofton idea there. But yeah, yeah, when you're looking at it being Grissom and Justice. Yeah, but then again, I don't think Justice, I don't, I'd have to look at Justice's stats. I don't think he performed as well here. Um, In Cleveland, four years. In four years, he hit 96 homers. Almost 25 a year. Batted 294. Oh, shit, maybe better than I thought. 335 RBIs. Uh, slugged 526, his highest of his career in Cleveland, with a 392 on base. Yeah, walked man, 288, struck little, out 316. So man, that's a good was, ratio man, there. That was a lot. That was a lot better than I thought. And he killed it. Then his why, OPS was 918. Then why the fuck did we trade him? Because two, 2000, we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, 2000 is year we missed the playoffs, and we started uh, cutting that year. That was yeah. the first year we started uh, cutting our salary was or not paying year? guys and stuff I like forget. that. Was that the year Dolan took over? Uh, I don't know. Probably. We'd have to look that up. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. Are we going to that one or no? To what? The Futures game? Yes. I am. When is it? The Sunday. Oh, that's the one I can't go to. Yeah, that's okay. the one you can't go to. <laughs> I know. Trust me. They would... I think yeah, Josh can't go. I think I have an idea of who I'd ask, but I got to see if they can make it through it. Yeah. When did Paul Dolan buy the gap? Do you want to uh, move on to our next couple topics here and get ready to close out? Yeah, we should probably get through it. So then, you, got, you said you got to you got to spice up some brisket. No, no uh, pork shoulder. Oh, and pork shoulder. Pork. Sorry, yeah. pork shoulder. I didn't like huh. the the cuts of brisket there, and didn't have time to run to the butcher. So, yep, I was right. In two thousand, Larry Dolan purchased the Cleveland Indians. So, you know, cost cutting makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't. I don't remember what I put. What are, what's our topics here, Todd? Uh, Toronto won the uh, NBA Finals. Oh, thank God! So uh, Kawhi oh, Leonard is God. officially the dynasty killer. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Because he ended uh, LeBron's Miami three peat. Can we also attempt? Can and we, then he ended uh, Steph Curry's three peat attempt. Can we also talk about? Um, the fact that Golden State did not win one game at Oracle in the finals. Which is a glorious. Fucking task. They said the last two teams to win championships at at Oracle were Toronto and the Cavs. Yep. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> but that yeah, also the last time the also, home crowd gets that, to see a team win. But that also means seventeen and eighteen they won a year. Well yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the only bad thing. Yep. Yeah, so that means their three the three titles they won, they won they clinched in Cleveland all three times. Well, you know, as Steph Curry said, I really like the locker rooms there. Hopefully they uh, still have the champagne smell. Yeah, he said that at, did he after say, the 15. He said that after 15 and then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when they were up, went up 3-1 on us in a 2016. Man, I was watching a bunch of those vid- those videos again today. I just remember going to game on afterwards. Dude, everybody. that was the best. Like, that was the best time. Like, walking from my parents' house to the bar, I high-fived so many random people just walking down the street. It was a good time. Dude, and then just everybody honking and then getting to the bar and everyone's like in the street. Yeah, and then it's like you showed up, Billy showed up, Josh Josh and Amy showed up, Wayne showed up. Courtney was there, Julie Courtney was there. Courtney was there, Julie was there. I still like 
a picture pops up on you know on occasion. I just fucking love that picture. Oh, it's awesome, dude! That was such a great night. We should have another championship so we can do it again. Man, I I, <laughs> I would have lost my shit even more if the Indians would have won it that year. Like I would have legitimately cried. Like I legitimately would have cried. Yeah, I didn't. I almost I almost teared up when when the Cavs won. Like I was super excited. I almost teared up. Indians, I would have fucking lost it because I think more of that one. You know, watching it with my dad and we're more like well, baseball, football people. Yeah. No, you can I would have lost my like shit one more. sports team more than another yeah. and still like the other one. Oh yeah. But no, like I would no oh, yeah, I will not I will never not say that I was not invested in the Cavs. Oh always, oh, I but was, it's... always I was so I, fuck yeah, man. And just just watching that, even at even at my parents' house, like my dad had to go to work. My niece went to bed for most of the game. We woke her up in like the last like thirty seconds of the game. But even watching it there with my mom and my sister is just fucking nuts. I kept having to walk outside and just pace. <laughs> but then the second they won, you just you could hear the roar from the bar at the bottom of the street. Yep. Everyone started honking. Uh, like, I'm getting chills now. <laughs> and not just from being in your basement. You but sure man, it's not the AC's on? No, that, that one's just – that one I got chills just kind of talking about it. Just so, so fucking good. But, yeah, at least, at least Toronto won. Yes. At least Toronto, you know, good for them. That's their first. That's their first title. Which, by the way, uh, the last two teams to win an NBA title in Oracle also won their first ever NBA title. That's very true. So that's another cool fact there. And <laughs> and uh, this will kind of maybe you know kind of seep into our next topic that uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with free agency. You know, I know it's not official yet, but AD being traded to the Lakers. Yes. What Mike Conley got traded out of Memphis to Utah? That happened this afternoon. This happened this afternoon. It's going to be very interesting to see what ha- what else happens in a free agency. They said Harrison Barnes declined his deal from twenty four million player option, which there's no way he's going to get more than that. I was no. surprised. Uh, I, that, I think that Dallas, was a dumb though. move. Huh? I thought he was in Dallas. I thought it was Sacramento. I think maybe it started in Dallas, but I thought it said Sacramento. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, I heard a report that Al Horford is declining his option. Of like thirty point one million, so he wants out of Boston. Kyrie wants out of is not going to pick up his option in Boston. So, and I know Boston really wanted AD. So Boston's now shit out of luck. Yeah, I think. Well, tomorrow night will determine where yeah, a lot of these guys night, go. Yeah, the tomorrow, draft being the, tomorrow. Yeah, the NBA draft happening. Obviously, this is going to whistle post post draft. Yeah, I wish but, I had a guy I could say, "Hey, I really want us to take here at five, but yeah. I really don't <clears> right now. I like more the back end of the first round there. There's twenty six. There's one guy I I had Drennan live on today. There's I, a couple guys that I like. There's one guy that kept coming up, and I'm blanking on the kid's name, but he's from Virginia. It wasn't guy. He's no. he's not a first rounder. Ty uh, something. Okay, but we'll just say the guy from Virginia. Uh, I think he's a shooting guard. Yeah, no, that sounds right. I think that he's a shooting guard. They said that he he would pair very well with uh. Sexton, where Sexton's you know more of that scoring first point guard, the shooting guard is supposed to be a lot more like he, he you know he can shoot pretty well, but he also he can pair well with him. Okay, yeah, is yeah. kind of what they're is what they're saying. Um, yeah, I think quite a few were saying were saying Culver. There were quite a few because he was going through different mock drafts. Yes, a couple were saying Culver. Few were saying DeAndre Hunter, and then there was the one. Kid that Rich Paul just had the little like showcase for. Oh man, I don't know. 
I'm blanking on his name for Vanderbilt. Played like five games for Vanderbilt. Oh, he's the guy who got injured early in the year. Yeah. Yeah, because I can say from Vandy, Vandy didn't have any good, but that's right. They had the guy who was injured. Yeah, I think he got hurt. Yeah, they said he only played like five yeah. games for him. I, you, I like in the back end of that first round, uh-huh. looking at uh, somebody who might not be in the lottery, um, uh, Tyler Hero. Yeah, you and your Kentucky. You've seen a lot of him play. I've seen I've seen a little bit of him play. Oh, come on. We've watched like six games over here. <sighs> Doesn't recording. mean I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he looks like... Uh, his game's very similar to Devin Booker's. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. So that's one of those that if he ends up in a decent spot, you could be looking at a really, really good player. I think one thing you're – well, I know you usually see some trading around. There's Atlanta. Gonna be, there's going to be a lot of movement. Atlanta's Atlanta. a prime trade target for yeah. us. Atlanta's really – yeah. We would I drop would, back a little bit and pick up two more picks. But you could use those two more picks. And especially this after, and you could after, grab the, a guy after like, the top three, after the top three, you grab a guy like PJ Washington. They're even talking either Keldon Johnson. They're talking either Hunter and or Culver could even drop to eight. Yeah. So you could drop. You could. You could. Hey Atlanta, you want to move up to at least? I know they try. I think they're trying to move into four. Hey, you want to? You can't get into four. You want five? Here's five. We'll take your two picks. You might get have right. to give up twenty six too, but that's fine. No. You, you send them twenty six and five, and you take eight and twelve or something like that. Oh fuck no! I think for I think for five you can get eight and twelve, and may, maybe like a second rounder in two years. Well, they get our second rounder in two years. If well, we, that's what I'm saying. If we have a top ten pick next yeah, year, yeah, we already you know, yeah we already you know, oh Atlanta <laughs> shit ton of picks potentially. It just depends how it breaks down, but yeah, so it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, with a lot of those moves, you just. See who the Cavs take with their two picks. Uh, one thing they keep talking about, trying to kick up, and it annoys the fuck out of me. Like every, just every year, do you trade Kevin Love? Like why? Look, like I understand his contract's big, and they keep saying, you know who loves him? Who? David Griffin. Oh, and they're picking at four. Maybe you can trade him and some other thing assets for four. Or it's like you trade him, but are you know get pick four and get some other assets from New Orleans. Because David Griffin loves Kevin Love, but apparently Beeline also is really excited to coach Love. Guys, I understand. He only played, they think they said 22 games this year. Twenty six. I think 2016 he played like 65 games, and then 17 and 18 played 60 and 59. If you can get to those 60 games, I still think Cavs are a lot better. This is tough. If you can get the fourth pick for Kevin Love. It won't be straight up because of money. But I mean, but if you're getting the fourth pick for Kevin Love, depends on what other assets you can get. Depends on what other assets are coming along with it. What do you mean? Like what we're giving up? No, we're going to need to get a hell of a lot more than you Kevin Love's not worth the fourth pick. But you can't do it straight up, right? Cause they're because they're over the cap. Because of, they have to send something back. I get that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Depending on what other assets you get from New Orleans, which honestly you'd probably need to get a third team in there. But what I'm saying is, is Kevin Love's not worth a fourth pick. I, st- I still as a rebuilding I still, team, I still wouldn't make the move. I, I love Kevin Love. I wanted to stay here, but as a rebuilding team, look what this team did when he played. But as a rebuilding team, if a team is offering dude, you the fourth you, pick, dude, for Kevin, Kevin Love, Love on this, dude, Kevin Love on this team last year when you played could have made the playoffs. They were borderline. You're right. They were an eighth or ninth or tenth seed. Yeah, the way the fucking Eastern Conference is, they could have been a sixth seed. Let's be honest. He's not worth the fourth pick. But you get four. Okay, you trade the fourth pick and get bullshit assets on top of it. It's not worth it. 
As a rebuilding team, I would I would strongly it. consider that. And I love Love. I want him here, but if somebody's offering fourth me the fourth pick. Okay, fourth pick and garbage assets. What you, for garbage Moore. assets. What, what, are you talking about just matching the salaries? Yeah. Whatever, then. That's fine. Get on an expiring contract and call it good. Give me all I, your expiring I contracts. I don't, I don't think it would be worth it. One year. The only way I think I'd even trade Love at this point, which I know it'd be, you need to give me one. If the, if if they are willing to float the first pick, no, to try to get Kevin, he's Love. not worth the fourth. They're not going to give you the I first. Under- <sighs> then I'm not trading Kevin Love. I'm right. Sorry, I'm not. So you're never trading him. But to me, he's not worth the fourth pick. If, he, if they're going to offer not, the fourth if pick, if, he, if honestly he cannot stay healthy this year and not get to those like okay. If he gets hurt and he's still playing 60 games, that's one thing. But if he gets hurt and is playing another 20, 30 games, then next year I'll, I will highly consider trading him. And they're not gonna. nobody's going to offer you a fourth pick. You're not going to get a lottery pick. I don't even think this is a serious conversation. I think this is just because because it's not an offseason unless somebody brings up the Cavs trading Kevin Love. Probably, but he's not worth the fourth. And if he only plays 20 games or 30 games next year, he's not going to be worth a lottery pick. If David Griffin calls you on draft night, and all that's off the board is Zion, RJ, and Ja. And he says, hey, fourth pick for Kevin Love. We'll get the salaries to match. This team's in on but it. But is there anybody that you're really willing to just move up a pick for? No, and you're keeping five. No, you'd have to give up five. We're giving up five? I think you'd have to swap. No, I wouldn't give up Kevin Love to move up one spot. That's, yeah, that's but not I don't, what I would do. Yeah, but I don't think you can give up. I I just, I don't think you but can you do didn't, it. You didn't say we were giving back anything until just now. I think we'd have to. Why? You don't have to trade draft picks to draft picks. It's not like fantasy. No, I get that. No, I get that. <laughs> okay. I haven't and seen I, the and rumors, I under- and I haven't heard it, so I don't no, have anything I've, to look at other than what you're I've, saying I've, right I've now. I've seen, like, I've seen a couple. You know, following on Twitter, there's things there, and then Bruce Drennan was talking about it on his show, kind of, I think, as like a hypothetical. But it's like, still, it's like, why does, it have, why does every fucking offseason we have to be talking about trading Kevin Love? Well, that probably started with the fact that LeBron wanted Kevin Love and then said, huh. Kevin Love, ugh, helped you win a championship. Well, I'm just and let's be honest, if he didn't, if he 2015, him or Kyrie's there, we win a title. Yeah, 100%. I think we win at 15. I think we would yeah. have back to back. Yes, and then this whole Golden State thing wouldn't have been anywhere near as. Yes, it would have been a little bit of a rivalry, rivalry, but it wouldn't have been anywhere near as bad. Yeah, but I think two titles also keeps Kyrie here. But you know, also if Could you know. Kyrie doesn't get injured in the finals. He never has a knee issue. But he was and he was hurt totally most of the pre, he was hurt through most of the playoffs. He got hurt early in the playoffs and re, really aggravated it. But it wasn't game. his it wasn't his kneecap that he had hurt before. Yeah, I think it, I think it was his leg in general. It was, I think it was some, I think it was something. It was all kind of connected. Well, I mean, but that, but <laughs> honestly, lo, but honestly, you know, losing Kevin Love because of Kelly Olynyk in the first round didn't help you. You still got there, but I think not having him really hurt. Well, because look, you know, look at who you had, to, who you really had to rely on, it, especially once Kyrie went down. Well, you had nobody. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. But then again, would you would you have made the trade to get J.R. Channing? And I think Richard Jefferson just signed here. Yeah, I mean, but obviously like like things that. would change because of winning a title. And but I don't think it would have been anywhere. Near, it's like you still yeah, might it have been great, but I you think still might have been aggressive to try to win that second one. Yeah, it would have been great. But yeah, I think the whole story around sixteen was so much sweeter. Just you know, well, right, with, but with what you had, then to we'd do, be with, celebrating. Then you went th- down two th- titles today yeah. instead of one. But I, but it's like you went down three one and had to come back against oh. the best regular season team ever. Yeah, exactly. which is the key. Yeah, so I mean, the draft will be interesting. 
Yeah. To me, it's more those later guys at 26 that I've been looking at a little more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have anybody to say off the top of my head right now who I want at five. I, I guess I'm not really excited about this year's draft in general. No, because a lot of them are saying like I don't think it looks very good to weak. me. Yeah, a lot of them are saying after so, the top three, it's weak. We'll see. Of course, you know people said it was you know weak the Anthony Bennett year, and then you look you got uh, Giannis who's also considered possibly the next great superstar, and he was like a 14th or 15th pick. So yeah, you know, but weak draft mean, doesn't you necessarily look at, mean anything. Yeah, but you look at. You probably look at that draft up and down, and Giannis may be the only one who's doing anything from that draft. No, that's true too. I just mean, yeah, no, I just I because it. the draft is weak doesn't mean that there's not good players that are going to be outside that top oh, yeah. couple spots. Yeah, that's all. Well, that's that's all I have, I guess. Yeah, a lot farther than I thought we were going to get. <laughs> but I think that'll do it here for another week. I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah, we reconvene in two and uh, get yeah. you guys uh, some more stuff. Yeah, we're. Where does two weeks put us? What is? T- I don't even remember what today. It'd be the week Today's before the, the All Star break. Twenty. It'd be the yeah the Wednesday before the All Star break. We can really get jazzed up for the All Star game that we're gonna head to. See how the Indians here are doing, and that puts us about three weeks from training camp. Crap, we're gonna be really starting to think Browns. And yeah, no, I'm getting excited for football. Yeah, you and me spent like half a half hour to an hour talking fantasy football earlier. Yeah, I'm ready to make some moves before the uh, season starts. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe by that point we can start, you know, kind of kicking the tires on fantasy football. Get my three-peat. <sighs> no, that trophy's coming home with me this year. <laughs> Almost had it last year, you know, lost to you in the title game because I decided to go with Baker instead of Aaron Rodgers, who scored about 22 more points, and I lost to you by 21. <laughs> well, I mean, I could have probably made a bench move too, so. Yeah, but. Just saying. Yeah, coulda, woulda, shoulda. But yeah, that does it here for another week for the Ordinary Average Cleveland guys. Everybody enjoy your next couple of weeks, and we'll see you later.